0: You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode. Man, we are climbing the charts once again. It is now uh, in the 150s. In terms of the How to Talk to Girls podcast in the health and fitness category on iTunes, 156. Damn, we haven't been that low in a while. This thing just keeps growing and growing. And uh, it really is all because of you who are listening, downloading, and leaving reviews. I just got an interesting review uh, just recently that I'm going to read for you now because I I love the honest reviews. They really uh, are the best. And it's fun to read them here out loud on the podcast. So just a couple days ago, from Danny Elaine, he said, four stars, Trip has some really great advice, very inspiring and helpful to any man who has been having issues trying to get a girl in his life. The only reason I give it four stars and not five is because he will teach you to play games at times with a woman, which won't actually get you a quality woman. You may get her attracted to you, but you're, and then uh, it doesn't finish. But either way, I wanted to talk about this. The advice that I give here is not meant to manipulate or play games. Don't think about it like that. We're talking about advice in terms of what a man needs to do to build attraction. There are rules of attraction. There's only so many things that you could do. The good news is, is none of the rules are going to hurt anyone. It's not going to hurt anybody. No one's going to do anything but become attracted to you. And it's funny, I don't really know where the game playing is. I I, I was thinking about this comment and I go, "Where, where am I playing games? Where are I teaching it? I mean, yeah, I guess we're not going to be responding to their text messages a lot, or we're not going to be having conversations over text. That's the only thing I can think of that people get really upset about. They're like, oh, but I want to text her, and that sounds like you're playing games. Like, If you want to do something, just be you. Well, sometimes just being you is going to be an unattractive version of yourself. I don't think that's going to also get you a a low-quality woman. So, Danny Elaine, I appreciate this. Maybe leave another comment and explain where you think that I'm doing any kind of games and manipulation. And maybe this time give it five stars. I don't know. But either way, I'm not going to teach you to do anything that is going to get you low quality women because we're doing games. Again, there's rules of attraction. There's things that you need to do to become the most attractive version of yourself that we can. But either way, I do appreciate you leaving a review. And anyone who wants to do so on iTunes is more than welcome. The problem is, is I only see the American ones. I know that if I were in Canada or Australia or Europe, that I'd be able to read reviews from other countries, but I don't have that available to me. Either way, thanks for for writing. What are we talking about in today's episode? What is today's episode all about? I'm excited to have a conversation, well, I had a conversation with a wonderful woman. Her name is Nikki Connor, a very successful woman in her mid-30s and uh, and very attractive at that. And she was awesome to talk to and interview. And the reason why she came on, what actually it all started from us meeting on TikTok. So if you don't know, I've been on TikTok and uh, climbing the charts there too. We're almost uh, closing in on 100,000 followers. Only been on there for a few months, um, not even. And uh, she commented on one of my posts and she was very lovely to write such a nice comment, mainly because she was agreeing with me and I like when people agree with me because I get a lot of hate on there from some of the women, but either way, uh, she she commented she she agreed with something and she had a, a nice thing to say about what we were talking about. So I said, you know what I, I like that she said that. I think that maybe she has something to say. Let's reach out to her. Maybe she wants to be on the podcast. She's very interesting too. She's a, a personal chef and uh, again a very successful one in Los Angeles. So. I said, why don't we just go on the podcast? Let's talk about dating. And she was eager and and excited to do it. So that's what you're going to hear right now, a conversation with us. And we're, we're talking about great stuff. This is a really, it's a great interview because we're having a conversation all about what is her experience like as a woman in her 30s. And we really dive deep into some uncomfortable topics about the difference between men and women and what men are attracted to, what women are attracted to. What does that look like if you're single in your 30s and you're a woman? You're going to hear all of this. And you're going to hear from this type of person who I haven't had on the podcast before. So you're going to get a lot out of it. You're going to learn something and also very entertaining at the least. So I think you're going to enjoy it. I've had a lot of guys who have been reaching out to me for personal one-on-one coaching with me. They go to coachedbytrip.com because they've heard about it here on the podcast. Maybe they heard about it on my TikTok. Maybe they heard about it on my YouTube channel. But they're going there, they're filling out applications, and so should you. If you're interested in getting help from me personally, and I will help guide you through the entire process of meeting attractive women, dating attractive women, and actually getting them to be interested in you and doing it in a way that is not manipulative and that is not going to attract low-quality women. I'm telling you, we turn you into a guy who's like version 2.0 of yourself, right? Upgraded version, not into something different but being a guy who's just more attractive in general. And it's interesting too, because I found that guys get a lot of success not only in their dating life, but in their career, in their friendship circle, with you know socializing and networking. I mean, really learning how to meet women, one of the hardest things to do for a guy. Once he learns that, it starts to, to do this domino effect in the rest of your life, like this awesome domino effect, which is like, oh, it's affecting this in a positive way and this in a positive way, because you just become more confident and more powerful. It's such cool stuff. So if you need me to guide you step by step and hold your hand through the whole process, that's what I'm here to do. Go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today to work with me. I'd love to work with you. All right, let's get into my conversation with Nikki Connor who has a lot of great things to say. Check it out. Nikki Connor, good to have you on the podcast. How you doing?
1: Hi Trip, thanks for having me. I'm good. Yeah. How
0: are you? I'm fantastic. It's Great. it's fun to have you on the show. Mm. I am just excited to talk to someone who was. I, I appreciated. I'll say I appreciate when a woman happens to agree with some of the things that I have to say <laughs> and sees the viewpoint instead of going ultra uh, to the feminist side just trying to protect women at all costs. Not that I'm trying to hurt women, but trying to tell more truths in the dating space. And I appreciated your commentary on TikTok, which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast to chat more.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've really enjoyed following you. You share a lot of wisdom. And when I watch your videos, I'm like, I hope every man is watching this. (laughs) And women as well, because I think that Both sexes can kind of get into a mindset where they're like, Well, this is just how I am, take it or leave it. Where I think we can all grow and learn and help form better relationships with people.
0: I love what you said there is that men and women are really stuck in their ways. I've seen this from the commentary from both men and women on my TikTok channel about them saying, Well, I'm going to be this way. And if they don't like it, and it's kind of, and when I see that, I see like, all right, well, good luck. Like if you're not going to change or do the things as a woman or do the things as a man that it's going to take to build attraction with the opposite sex, mm-hmm. then it's it's just not going to work for you. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I'm trying to think of an example with that. Like, has you, Have you seen anything that a woman has said uh, regarding that? Like, well, I'm going to do this. And if he doesn't like it, then, then whatever.
1: Yeah. It's basically like they want the man to... Read their mind. (laughs) And men and women, it's Mars and Venus. Men and women are not the same. So I think women need to understand because, yes, men are also like emotional and sensitive in their own way. But I think women need to understand that, like, you need to have a better understanding of how a man's mind works to have a relationship with a man. Yeah. You can't expect him to be just like you
0: yeah exactly and i think that's what we're doing here we're we're in our own experience so we are thinking that the other person or the opposite sex should be doing that too so i'll say for example on the, on the men's side we're very visual right so yes. we're very, very attracted to a woman's appearance and so a guy will think Okay, well that is also because it's so intense for a guy that that it's that way for a woman too. When I tell them, like, yes, looks matter, but it matters way more for men and and hits them harder biologically than a a woman does, than it does for a a woman sees. I mean, what do you think about that? Like, are you I
1: agree with that and it, it actually kind of makes me sad because I I think people focus so much on women being obsessed with appearance women having body dysmorphia, women having insecurities, men do as well because men are more visual. So some men may think, oh, well, that guy I saw in the action movie, that's what a woman wants. When the reality is, in my personal opinion, a personality makes or breaks someone. So they could be a supermodel, but if their personality is shit, I have zero interest. I would never go out with them in a million years. I think that intelligence And kindness and personality makes a man more attractive. And I see these guys, like, you know, bodybuilders in the gym, and they're like, this is what girls want. And I'm like, I think you're doing that for other men's approval. Because I've seen a lot of videos recently where women are like, why are these guys so obsessed with trying to, you know, also look a certain way to be the ideal masculine male when it's really about how they behave?
0: Exactly. And it's interesting, too. Yeah, we see that. We're like, oh, that's that's what, you know, women want. And I don't think a woman's going to be upset if a guy has no, of a, a sore-like body. Yeah. Right? But but if if he's got nothing else going for him, it's not going to take him too far unless he, he has well. super high status.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot yeah, of men, sure. especially when they're younger, if a man is very insecure, he will date a woman just for her appearance and then he'll replace her with someone younger. Like I've seen it happen all the time because being hot only gets you so far. If you don't bring anything else to the table and you just want to be like a trophy wife, like if that makes you happy, okay. But just know that because you're not bringing anything else to the table, you're replaceable. It doesn't matter. in Man and woman, if a man, it doesn't matter how much money you have. With a woman, it doesn't matter what you look like. Like If you don't bring value and you don't share core values with your partner, you're replaceable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if you are with a woman and she is absolutely just stunning, gorgeous physically you know, but she acts very masculine and uh, she's not very uh, in her feminine, you know, with her personality and the way she acts, that's going to turn off a guy.
1: Yeah. I actually wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about that because I've been doing a lot of thinking about what, you know, what I want out of life. I'm currently like busting my butt, building a brand, creating a better life for myself. I've, I've secured like, you know, the lifestyle that helps me feel safe and secure, but I hate being in my masculine energy all the time. And I've found that I meet men and they say, oh, I love that you're, you know, this badass, you know, boss woman. So you can, you're good. You're good. Like you don't really need my help where I would love for men to understand more that I understand there are more female CEOs and it can be intimidating because women now don't rely on men for financial security as much. But it's not about that. It's about a woman, no matter how tough and independent she may seem, really wants to be soft and feminine. <laughs> we really well, do.
0: Right. Well, right. We really and, and, and that's the part that men are attracted to. So you bring up an interesting point. You know, there's a lot of talk out there right now. A big conversation is, is about, you know, women in the workplace and becoming CEOs that men are, are feeling men don't like it cuz they're feeling like the women are replacing them or becoming more powerful. It's tough because I mean, I don't see it that way. I also I feel like the men it's it's so tough because we're talking about so many different things at once here. No, I like, understand. Oh, women in the workplace but also attraction. It's like I don't think that men really care that women are fighting for equal pay and becoming CEOs become powerful. But when it comes to dating, I don't think the powerful woman in the workplace is what is actually attractive to a man. Like a man doesn't care. It's kind of like, I'm trying to think what the equivalent would be for like you being attracted to a man. Well, you kind of just said it there. Like, you know, he's got really ripped six pack abs. You're kind of like, oh, that's cool. But there's other things that have a a heavier effect. Yeah. It's like, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of men do say they do like a woman who has a passion and that is attractive. I also think that a woman could be super feminine, super beautiful, super sweet, and be making $30,000 a year and the guy, and, and maybe even have a hobby or a passion and the yeah. guy is going to be totally okay with that.
1: Yeah, I think it's about having a hobby or passion, something on your own where you're not solely relying on the other person for emotional and financial stability. It's about like having your own life, your own friends, your own interests. And then when you come together, you can share a beautiful life together. I have found that I just feel like I haven't been in that situation yet where I feel safe being in my feminine energy as much because I don't know. I mean, I've gone out with guys who say like, you're like, they literally say like, you're too good for me. And I'm like, I've not, like, why would you say that? I never put on that persona. I'm all about treating someone with kindness and respect and even you if probably
0: come I come off very confident, is my guess.
1: Not confident, but it's crazy how someone could be so successful, but they are the most insecure human being. You know, it's gone to the point where now like finding someone with real confidence is it's more of an effort. So you but, think
0: they're intimidated by you?
1: And by they tell success? me that, but I I hate that because I don't walk in saying that I'm superior in any way whatsoever. I'm just myself. It's made me kind of like skittish to even put myself out there because I'm not going to change who I am because like, I love my life and I love myself for who I am. A lot of guys who don't have a lot going on for themselves or they aren't confident, they want someone who's simple and I understand like to each their own.
0: I think, I think maybe that's what it is. I think that, so, okay, maybe you should tell the guys what you do for work and, and okay. you, know, a, um, you seem to live in a very nice place. What's, yeah. so tell us what you do. So everyone, so
1: I am a professional chef and I work as a private chef in Hollywood. So I work with celebrities and I'm also a health nutrition counselor. So I work with actors preparing for movie roles or when someone just wants a healthy chef, I do that. And I'm also building a brand and launching my own podcast show soon. So okay, I you. wear many hats, but it's fun because I love it. And I think work-life balance is really important though. So While I am like emotionally attached to my career, I love like, you know, traveling and spending time with friends too. It's
0: important. Got it. So when you're, well, I wonder if you're with, when you're with a man on a date, if you're coming off in any sense masculine, that he is saying these things to you where he's either like oh i uh, you're too good for me or that's or he, and, and he's insecure or he's just lying and men are saying that as a way to reject a woman. I don't really know yet cuz i hear that a lot from women that women say to me that ex- literally the exact same thing verbatim like yeah i'm going dates with men and men say that they're like that i'm too good for them. Like what's that about? And i'm curious too. I don't know it sounds it's either insecure or they're lying. Like they're just like, ah, oh, this is a good excuse to just push this Yeah, I think but-
1: it's maybe a fear of them. They are fearing being rejected. So they say that to kind of say like, hey, just preparing you because they want to maybe push you away because they're afraid that they'll lose you. And I can understand that. Um, I would say that uh, living in a city like Los Angeles, where a lot of people are pretty shallow, the name dropping and the flashy stuff like doesn't fly with me. And it it flies with like the young girls from small towns who move here and like they've never been anywhere in the world. I had an international upbringing and I've like experienced a lot. So when I'm getting to know someone, I'm just having like a normal conversation. They'll say, oh, I went here, here and here last summer. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I've been there too. What a great city. And then the guy starts realizing like, wait, I can't impress her with all these experiences because I've already done it all. But the thing that impresses me is like, who are you as a person? You know, like what are your dreams and goals? I lived in the Bay Area. I went to culinary school there. I would meet these San Francisco guys that were all like, I went to Stanford and I have a startup. And I would say, that's nice. Who are you as a person? Because like, that's just who you are on paper. But which, you know, a lot of people look for that in a life partner. Like, how are they on paper? How are they in personality? I think people should focus less on like, I'm an impressor with my car and my stuff. Like that's cool because a woman wants, you know, a man who's does well for himself. It's about like who you really are inside. Like, how is your heart? Like, how is your relationship with your family? You know, like, are you emotionally mature? Like, that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. It's just so interesting how, you know, we come together, we go on these dates and and there's all these different vibes we're trying to give off. Like if I was on a date with a woman and I was like, Oh yeah, I've been to this place. And she's like, Oh yeah, me too. I would be like, that would be, I would say that's an opportunity yeah. more to be like, oh, cool. And now share we can stories, connect on that. Right?
1: right? That's how I think right. of it. I'm like, oh, cool. We can share travel stories. And then they're like, wait, I can't one-up her. I'm like, this isn't a competition. I'm literally right. just sharing these things and you're answering your questions, you know?
0: It is interesting, um, though. You, you are in LA. So that's the city where that's happened. Yeah. And you you had some some crazy stories. Are You're single right now, I'm guessing.
1: I am, yes. Okay. I'm, I tried to do like the dating app thing and it just... Meeting people organically has actually been nice now that lockdown's over. <laughs> it's been, you know, happening more. I'm taking my time. I'm not, you know, rushing into anything. Yeah, it's um, been nice, but I'm, you know, keeping my options open.
0: What What are you looking for ultimately? I'm looking guess. for my life.
1: I'm looking for Mr. Right, not Mr. Right Now. To be completely honest, I have met a lot of Mr. Right Nows that are good people, like genuinely like good people just not right for me, but I respect them as a person. They just don't have the same values as me. Cause I, you know, I think that love is very important. Sharing core values is very important, but also when you think of the big picture, it's like, does this person fit into my entire life? Because if you are dating somebody and you think, okay, one-on-one we're great, right? Or like I could bring them as my plus one to a party, but oh man, I don't know if my family would get along with them or, oh, the age difference is pretty great. I don't think they could really hang with my friends. Do you know what I mean? So it sucks to kind of take the love out of it a little bit. Cause sometimes I, I feel that way when I'm trying to think more logically about what I want, but I think that it should just work with like all aspects of your life.
0: Well, Yeah, I, don't, I think there's nothing wrong with taking that, that love romantic, this is the one for me thing out of it. It should be more logical and realistic. Mm-hmm. And the love will come with that.
1: You yeah. know, it's like
0: it would be dumb to just follow your heart but not think about whether or not this person fits in your life. I think that we see that in movies a lot.
1: I know. And people rely so heavily on butterflies, the spark, when really (laughs) that could be like your fight or flight. (laughs) That could be the sign like, oh, this energy is not good for me. But people rely so heavily on like the honeymoon phase where that's really fun. But when you really get to know someone that fades and then you have to love is a conscious decision, it's like, okay, I have chemistry with this person. Get along with them. We connect Am I going to make the choice to love them every day? Like am I going to make the choice to make it work with this person because I think that that's what a relationship is is it's a choice like all right, nobody's perfect. I choose you as my partner,
0: yeah, and that has to happen in a long term relationship because no matter what you're looking at anywhere from nine to eighteen months in the honeymoon period, yeah, so and I think that's like max like eighteen months like after that, you are going to inevitably look at them in a different way. That lust factor that you had for them in the very beginning is not going to be the same. The attraction's not going to be the same. So it depends. If you can get through that period and then six months after and still feel chemistry with them, feel a respect and desire for them, then I think you have a chance at a long-term relationship.
1: A lot of people are talking about like this talking phase where it's like the three months, you know, the three-month rule where... I don't understand this talking phase. I think that you're either like dating the person or you're like at a point where you're choosing to be in a relationship. I don't understand this whole like talking phase. Wait,
0: people... tell me more about that. I'm a little lost. What is what is the talking phase? Is it literally just talking?
1: Yeah, it's talking, but some people are adding like, is oh, I'm person? also hooking up with them or something. And I'm like, <laughs> so wait, you're not going on like real dates, but you think this person's going to commit to you okay, uh, doesn't really make sense. And then I see, you know, I see these people make videos where then these women are broken hearted because they're like, he led me on in the talking phase. Well, did you set boundaries?
0: That's victim mentality right there.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, did you clarify what it is you're actually looking for? Because I think a lot of women want to be, and I might get hate from women for this. Okay. But I'm going to say it because this is how I feel. I Please. think that a lot, maybe it's the movie industry maybe it's Disney. A lot of women want to be like that person who changed him and made him fall in love. That uh-huh. person who like changed the man and made him commit when it's up to the man. Like if he wants it, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. You can't change a man.
0: It's so funny that you said that because that is one of the common through lines in every piece of literatica. So have you ever read literatica before?
1: Yeah. Okay. And it's all so- like, he was a playboy until he met her and it's like right
0: yeah same thing even like even like the the more popular popular ones the poppy ones like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey I think it's the same idea like turning some guy who's really into BDSM into a guy that can commit to her it's so funny it's so crazy there's this one line in the end of the movie and it's so cheesy he's like you don't understand I can't stop (laughs) like I, can't uh, stop I could life. not
1: even read those books because I was like, "This is written for like m- like miserable women who don't even understand what sexuality is." Lonely. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, that's interesting. And so women do have that. Well, it's the same thing with like guys on our end. Our version of that would be the friend zone of like yeah. we're friends with this girl. And she's the pretty one and we're not like the cool person and we're like friends with them. And then all of a sudden you spend enough time with her, like in the movie. And then all of a sudden, you know, you do something heroic or whatever. And she, and she finally sees you for you and becomes attracted to you. And it's like, that's not how it works.
1: It doesn't doesn't happen. happen. Never happened to me. It's happened to one of my friends. Where she had a long-term friendship and then they ended up trying to date it didn't work out but the good thing was they had a healthy foundation of a friendship so they were able to kind of like revive the friendship when the healing process you know was over for me personally i grew up as a tomboy like a girly tomboy so i love hanging out with guys but I'm a little different in that I don't lead them on. I know within five minutes of meeting a guy if it would ever happen. And I like to be honest and clear because I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. I've never Mm -hmm. wanted to be that bitch. So if I meet a guy and he seems great, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to be your wing woman. Like we can go out in a group. I will help introduce you to girls. I'll set you up with my friends. We can have a platonic friendship. If the guy has a problem with that, I'm like, that's okay. Just know you're never getting some for me, because I know within the five minutes of meeting that guy, if it would ever happen. And a lot of, my you know, what's guys, happening
0: in those five minutes.
1: It's, it's an attraction. It's just like a knowing if there would ever even be anything like physical, you know, it's just, it's like hard. to. Understand. It's a vibe. And it's like, I've never had a friendship with someone and then been like, Oh, they're becoming attractive to me. Like, no, I can look at someone and say, Oh, they're an attractive person for my friend. <laughs> I've actually a- been able to have platonic friendships with men because of this, because when they reacted in a way where they're like, okay, I respect your decision. I then see them have relationships with other women and I'm happy for them because I don't, I don't get jealous cause I don't want them. I know it's a problem for women sometimes cause you know, who would want their guy to be like friends with a girl. So I respect the boundaries and if I have to stay away, I do always, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's just my personal experience.
0: I'm curious. I'm wondering, this is total side note, just thinking about you on these dates and, and why men are saying the things that they do. I'm trying to put myself in the man's shoes. Of like, okay, I'm on a date with you. I'm hearing about you and your life and all these things. I'm wondering if there's something like the guy thinks, oh, she's like this big time chef, you know, she's personal chef, which is pretty big deal. You're doing it in LA, so I'm sure you're doing it. Maybe you've done it for some celebrities or whatever, because it's not really a cheap thing that you can do. Yeah. Uh, maybe they feel like this person's busy. They have this thing, and I won't be able to be part of that. Like they're assuming, as a man, like I'm not going to be able to be part of that because her thing is this career and. I don't know how I fit into that because you're kind yeah. of, you know, any woman after their career is in that masculine role. So he's almost not picturing you in the feminine role.
1: No, that's, that's understandable. And, um, I've actually, you know, um, when a guy asks me like, what do you, where do you see yourself in five years? Because, you know, they're usually, that's usually the question guys ask me and I'm, I hope it's not like too specific, but I'll say, you know, I would like to be with my life partner continue building my business. And if my partner at the point in their career where they want to retire and slow down, that's cool. But for me, I kind of want to keep going in my career and I'm okay with, you know, I'm okay with, um, if the man doesn't want to build with me career-wise, like if he wants to have that separate, but I have found that, uh, besides a couple people, um, guys tend to really just want to profit off what I do for a living. (laughs) What do you mean by that? As in like, you're a chef. So, Oh, I'm going to get all this like wife duty. I'm going to get all this like wife treatment for free. Right. Where it's like, Oh, I'm going to date her and make a little bit of effort, but you know, she's going to cook for me all the time because she's a chef. The reality is I take it very personally because it's my profession. So a guy has to earn that with me. We have to actually have been dating for a good amount of time and get to know each other. And then I like to give that as a gift to somebody where I like, I share my passion with them. It'd be nice if they actually care about something I'm passionate about, because I want to learn about them and what they're passionate about, because I'm genuinely curious. Um, you know, if someone is unhappy in their career, like I support people making life changes at any point. And, um, Yeah, I mean, I found my passion later in life. (laughs) So, um, could
0: you date a man who is less successful than you?
1: Yeah, and it doesn't work.
0: Why doesn't it work? I would imagine it wouldn't work.
1: Kind of because of like my upbringing and things like that. I tend to, I was exposed to a certain lifestyle for a long time, but I now, you know, I support myself. I've, you know, I've done everything from camping to staying at nice hotels. Like, I like the mix. Of you know highbrow lowbrow when I travel and things like that, I found that when I'm just talking to someone about a great place in the world, they will make comments where I'm not freaking out about it, but they start showing insecurities about. It. They'll say, "Oh, well, you know, I won't be able to do that in X amount of time." Something that actually uh, broke up my friend's engagement was she got promoted at her job, and her fiance was. Um, Doing well in finance, but like he wanted to move up in his career. They were both, you know, hardworking young people living together, trying to build a life. They were engaged. And he decided that he wasn't going to be happy until he made X amount of dollars. The engagement kept me put off because he kept saying, When I make X amount of dollars, I will be happy and we'll get married. And all she was saying was, Wait, but I love you. Like, why don't we just get married because I believe in you? But I think it's about if the man is okay with it. It's also the height thing. It's like if a guy is intimidated by my height, that's on him because like I'm not obsessing. I don't need like a seven foot tall guy.
0: How tall are you? Five eleven. No, I'm wondering if it's yeah him feeling insecure about it. But I also wonder if if the woman actually becomes unattracted to a guy less successful than she is. Like for example, how much do you around? How much do you make per year?
1: Um. Over a hundred.
0: Okay. So between 100 and 200. So that's a very successful, I mean, that, I would say that's a successful person in general, but yeah, especially for a woman, because I bet you most women don't make that much just according to the data. So would you feel not as attracted to a man if he was making, let's say 60,000 a year? Be honest here. Be honest.
1: I feel like it depends what kind of life he wants for himself. If he has a startup and he's like busting his ass and he has big dreams, then more to him. I support that because if he wants to have a better life for himself, but if he's making less money and he just wants to be comfortable with that, that doesn't work for me. Because I want to constantly strive to improve my life and do better. So if I have a partner who's like, well, um, I don't really want to do better than this. I kind of just want to cruise. That's not sexy to me.
0: No, Ambition is sexy to me. Yeah, for for most, um, if not all, women, it definitely it definitely is. See, that's the thing is, that's not sexy to a man. Ambition is not sexy to a man. I have men who tell me that it is, and then we sort of uncover after asking them more questions that it's not necessarily what's on top of the list. Like it's nice, but. I think a man would be more, and it's like I don't blame a man for it, Like who would be not insecure but intimidated by it because they feel like they're coming up to a masculine presence because it is, yeah. in, 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 in an essence, again, you need those masculine tendencies like assertiveness and dominance and ambition, maybe not ambition, yeah. to get ahead.
1: I have guys who work for me and it's weird because I wasn't planning it that way. I was like, Hey, gender neutral, like whatever, whoever wants to be my sous chef and you know, my servers, but it happened that way. So when I'm a th- authoritative, I come home, I would love to just be like soft and feminine and feel protected. And right. I will say, uh, I have, being approached plenty of times in my life by men who were successful, who were like, I don't want you to work. I just want to take care of you. I want to support you financially entirely, but I want you to be hundred percent accessible to me at all times. And I don't want you to have your own ambitions. And I said, no every single time because yep. some women may want that role. Maybe that's their dream, but uh, not me. So if that makes me come off as masculine because I'm trying to have financial security by myself before I share life with a partner. It's a security thing for me because yeah. I don't want to give up my dreams to be someone's trophy.
0: See, that's that, That's where I think it might get tough for you, to be honest. It's like, you're going to want someone who's more successful than you, who's also going to want a woman who is successful. I wonder how many guys actually want that. I'm not sure. Yeah. That's a question I'm asking. I've seen a lot of stuff on the internet of, of this conversation happening. And there's a conversation that there's men out there who make over, you know, 200,000 a year who don't want a woman like that. What do you think about that?
1: I've dated like millionaires. I've dated more millionaires than I have guys who make a few hundred grand a year. And I will say that like the mentality is similar to a lot of them. The ones who are divorced seem to usually be looking for a woman who has her own life because they're like, man, I went through hell. in that divorce. I want to have a partner who's supportive of me and isn't just trying to drain my wallet. So they want a woman who has her own job, but they also want to have fun and, you know, feel like they have the powerful masculine role, which I love. That's great. And then there's the guys that could be, you know, I dated a guy who like ran a TV network and was incredibly successful. He's the one who said, I'm not good enough for you (laughs) because he was used to dating these like really submissive playmates who just basically were arm candy for him. And
0: and he did not like that?
1: No, he wanted that. He would ask me, um, and look, like, I know that, I mean, you're a man. I know guys test women. So when a guy's like, when a guy says to me, when it's early in the dating stages and a guy is more than just a weekend getaway and it's more than just dinners, when a guy's like, I want to take you shopping, I say no. Maybe that's wrong, but I feel like he's testing me to see if, I, um, if I'm, if i like, spoiled or not.
0: Interesting. I I would almost think that that's not a test.
1: Because I love generosity because I'm a giver, but I also like when a man's generous because I think it should be... I like being more old-fashioned where I believe, like, the man courts the lady. That's just... That's how I was raised, but I also... I think
0: that's almost part of the courting process Him wanting to do that.
1: Yeah, and I, I love that. I've just always felt, like like nervous about it because I thought, oh, is he testing me to see if I'm going to use him because I would never use this guy?
0: So I'm not a dating coach for women, but I I will give you a piece of advice and maybe you can, you know, or or just an an opinion, take it or leave it. Why don't you just go with it next time and see what happens? But just your prediction is it's a test. And my thought is, my prediction is it's not a test. But who knows? I, I don't know for sure. Neither do you. I think it's worth a test. Let him spoil you a little. Okay. Worst case scenario, he's like, "I knew it. You're using me." And then yeah. I don't know. You stop dating and whatever.
1: Yeah. I will say it's it's weird because I was attracted to pretty emotionally unavailable people for a while, and it wasn't until I saw that fault in myself that I was I was gravitating towards those people, and I saw it as a problem when I dated somebody who. I'm a total romantic and I never expect a guy to be as romantic as I am because I'm like Disney romantic. <laughs> so, my imagination is always going to be more than what I think someone can give me and I'm okay with that. But this guy was like sending me flowers and poetry every day when we were dating and it was so sweet, but I broke up with him.
0: <laughs> why why well I that doesn't surprise me. You know, you know the term simp?
1: Yeah, it was like too yeah. much.
0: It was like, I told him I was,
1: felt kind of smothered.
0: It's neediness. Right? Yeah. That's that's what was showing there. So that's probably why you weren't attracted
1: to that. And you wanted Here's to talk another... about astrology for hours. And I was like, you're a guy. Like, that's a little weird.
0: <laughs> What's funny is um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I tell guys that astrology is a great conversation topic. It is. To bring up because women. I mean, I don't know. I I don't think I've met a, met a woman yet who hasn't like at least believed even a little bit of it. Like I don't think I've ever met a woman yet who's like, "Nope, that I don't believe it at all. It's totally fake, whatever." Unless you're the first one. Am no. I Are you the first? Oh, No, you're not. I
1: only believe things that are proven true to me, so I won't like read my horoscope and say, "Oh, this month like this is going to happen." For me it's more, Right, but
0: what's your what's your saying?
1: I read I'm a Cancer.
0: Do you believe that the Cancer traits are very similar to your personality traits?
1: It wasn't until I actually looked up my entire like birth chart that I figured out my personality more because apparently your moon sign is how you are in relationships. <laughs> and mine's Gemini. So, uh,
0: okay, right. There you go. So, just to kind of prove the point, you do believe in that stuff. So, I tell guys I to like. I believe
1: in it, but I don't think people should dictate their lives on it. Like, I'm not going no, no, to be sure. like, oh, oh my God, I better stay away from you. Do I have a history of having my heart broken by Geminis and Sagittarius? Like, yeah because that's what i was choosing but i'm not going to say you are all evil or something you know right
0: it's- right 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 you you, you have a, a some minor beliefs but not, nothing to a crazy extent but yeah, yeah I, I but i i agree with the fact that it's a nice conversation topic it should not take over the conversation because no. astrology in, in my opinion is inherently more feminine and there's reasons why women like it more because i i read a some kind of study once where they did a poll or something and they and they saw that women actually just believe more in the supernatural than men do. So that's why they're more interested in that kind of stuff. Interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, where were we, we were talking about before that. So, oh yeah. So one thing I wanted to say to you is, I wonder if there's something that you, and again, I don't know how you are in dates. I don't, I don't have a clue, but I wonder if there's like, okay, are you going on dates with men and you're like, wow, I'm interested in this guy. I think I would like a second date or maybe like you like a third or fourth date. And then they give you the like, uh, oh, you're too good for me or reject you. And you're kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. I would have actually kept dating that guy. Does that happen to you a lot?
1: I'm genuinely interested in getting to know somebody. I don't have a list I carry around of like, oh, they must, you know, be all of this. I used to have a type. And I think that having a type holds us back on what could be wonderful, men and women. I know men for a lot of times for men, it's a physical type, like a man who may only like brunettes, or a man who may only like Latina women or Asian women, whatever, I think, um, I understand if that's like what, like what you're geared towards since, you know, adolescence, like what a man, you know, what attracts a man. But um, for me, my physical type that I was into was always toxic. So I got out of that and was like, I'm not going to have a type anymore. I'm going to hundred percent go by what just is natural and real. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've also find like we were, we mentioned, we were going to talk about the dating app world. So I have found that, um, I, I, you made a video about this the other day, like talking too much on dating apps or texting is texting should be about like checking in. How's your day? How are you doing? That's cool. Let's make plans. And have yeah. most of the conversation in real life. Or if you're traveling, you know, you can FaceTime, whatever.
0: Because, are you finding that men are, are trying to have lots of conversations with you over text?
1: Yeah. Even this morning, this guy was texting me. I haven't even met. And I was like, it's a Monday morning. Like, aren't you at work? <laughs> like, I mean.
0: Bingo. <laughs> this is what right? I'm saying, guys. I did say that. Guys, I just was her. like,
1: hmm, shouldn't you be at yeah. work right now? It's like Monday. <laughs>
0: Like, did it turn you off a little bit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and I think that I have found, um, back when I lived in New York, I would connect with people that on text came off as like so witty. They would make me literally laugh out loud. So interesting. In person, no personality. Because I figured out they hide behind a screen. So they kind of create this persona. It's like a catfish with a personality.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is like you... And I, I tell guys to you can't build attraction over text. You can build intrigue for sure, but then it doesn't matter because like you're saying, once you're in person, if the guy isn't who he's portraying himself to be over text message or Snapchat or whatever, yeah, then it just it's not gonna work for you. So don't yeah. try to get good at texting.
1: And something that I wish women and understood as far as like the dating app world where um I'm only on one now because I just
0: Which one do you want? Hinge Raya. Okay, I was I was wondering if you were on Raya.
1: Right now, it says friends only, <laughs> just because I found that a lot of guys are trying to like hook up on there.
0: Oh, really? What what celebrities have you matched with on Raya?
1: <laughs> Some actors. I actually went out with a couple of them. Um, interesting. One I found out was um, had a girlfriend in another state and was using Raya to cheat on her every time he was in LA.
0: Come on, let's get some names here. What? what <laughs> give me, give me some actors. There's no, there's He's no confidentiality on, a show on this Big app.
1: Little lies. I'm not going to say the name. Oh and come then, on, was he uh, a main, I was actually a main mad for a while that I didn't match with John Mayer because I was like, ah, uh, I think I'm his type. But then I read okay. Jessica Simpson's book and was like, uh, maybe I dodged a bullet there.
0: Okay, was it Adam Scott or Alexander Skarsgård?
1: Oh, Alexander Skarsgård used to go to my gym, and I. I had the biggest crush on him, but I was too shy to ever talk to him. I'm actually, I'm really shy in real, like I'm, I'm a really shy person. Like I'm trying to get better, but I don't think I've ever approached a guy in my life. It's stupid. I know because women should be doing that more.
0: No, I don't think they should. I don't think they should. Okay, I don't I think just... that women should be doing it. I think that men should be doing it. And I think that women should support it. And I think that any women who don't support it are, are hurting the the I don't know how to say it. The
1: masculine feminine I dynamic.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Yes. And yeah. and just the ability to meet women. I think I just did a TikTok on this.
1: You did. I I did. That's why I wanted to bring it up because I've um I've There's been. There's women at out there who are
0: like, don't approach men. It's about like us. the
1: body language too. Because I think you've mentioned that where it's like when someone holds eye contact for a little bit or they smile, it's like, hi, I'm inviting you to come, you know, talk to me. I would be at a bar and I would, you know, be making eyes with somebody, smiling like being open. And then they would just stand there and stare at me. And then when I'd leave, I was like, I'm just going to make a little comment. So I'd say, I would just be like, have a good night. Oh, I've been waiting to talk to you all night, but I figured you had a boyfriend. Well, how are you going to know if I have a boyfriend by approaching me? You and I
0: say, don't, don't even approach women who are giving you signals. Just go and approach because there's my, you know, like you might sit there all day and she might not be looking at you because she's with her friend or whatever. So she doesn't even have the opportunity to give you some sort of approach signals. So I just say, go over, get rejected, you get rejected, if she doesn't like you, whatever. Yeah. But but then those ones that do give you the approach signals, it sounds like you're doing that, Nikki, you better go over there. It's like,
1: yeah, I think it's really an easy polite way. for, um, say, a guy is out with his friends, a girl is out with her friends, they're having their own separate nights two of them notice each other i think it's really polite for the man to approach the woman and say hi can i buy you a drink start a little conversation but say okay can i get your number i don't want to take you away from your friends but i would yeah, really but what
0: if the girl's using him for a drink
1: oh well then she's a bitch
0: <laughs> well right that's why i think it's better just to go over and start a conversation
1: and- oh no i mean have a conversation but what i'm saying is Save more of the talk for an actual date. Like have a conversation to see if you want
0: to Yeah, it doesn't, have to, be an, it doesn't have to be an hour long.
1: Exactly. Because if a girl's with her friends, she doesn't want to ditch her friends. If a guy's with his friends, he doesn't want to ditch his friends. It's also just about like being considerate of each other's social circles.
0: I'd hope that the guy even can go over and make such an impression that both of them are, are, are enjoying his, his uh, company.
1: Oh, that's happened. Yeah, we're, you, know, you know my friends will be like, that guy's so great. He said hello to all of us. He was polite. You should go out with him. So, yeah.
0: Okay, so back to Raya for a second. So you're on there. That's the only one. You're, why don't you go on Hinge?
1: I was on there, and uh, I don't know. I just, I, I got bubble. really bad pick. Th- this is something that I wanted to talk about. With you. Like, I think that men think that to stand out They have to make this huge impression on an app. You really don't. Like if you if a guy they send me these like pickup lines where I'm like, I wish I knew what you were like in person because you are not doing well right now. It's they try too hard, and I think all you gotta do is say, Hi, I think you're beautiful and you seem really interesting. I would love to meet you. Something simple like that. I've had Messages where they're like, Tell me about your business. Is this a job interview?
0: How about this line? How how about this line? What if a guy, good profile, good pictures, just sends you a a very simple one and say, Hey, any travel plans coming up?
1: That's great. That's a simple, honest, real thing. I mean, that's a good approach because obviously if someone is into traveling, they would indicate that on their profile with a photo of them on a trip somewhere. So it's it has to it relates.
0: I even think most women are into traveling. Do you indicate on your profile that you're you're a big traveler?
1: Yeah. And then I, you know, I have pictures of me traveling, but you know, sometimes it's also sometimes I think that people should try to get off app texting as fast as possible to have like a real phone call. But there's a way where it can come off as a little bit creepy. Like I matched with a guy on the leak, which I deleted because I just, a lot of people on there just were, I felt like. I was like, that's cool. You went to Harvard, but once again, who are you as a person? Because that's nice. You're educated, but like, what else? And this guy said, hi, how are you? I said, good. I'm actually, you know, filming this weekend, you know, for my cooking show. And, um, oh, cool. And then he sends me photos of like his breakfast and his house. And I've never met this person. And I'm like, maybe you're trying to connect with me because I'm a chef, but like, this is too much. And I unmatched him. (laughs) interesting. It's just like, so it's I'm, too much where my friends like trying too hard. with my girlfriends and they're like, yeah, that guy's too much. Like it's too much too soon. I think just so, so well, he sent to you a picture like, of his hey. breakfast
0: and like what you wanted your opinion or what?
1: Wanted to show me what he was eating. We're like, look, if I've already met you, that's cute. If you send me that picture, like that's adorable. Like that, you know, you're just like, Oh chef, you inspired me to cook a healthy breakfast. That's, that's so endearing. But I've never met this person in my life. And was it like
0: lame? Were you like, oh, that's lame.
1: You know, sending me like a photo of his house to try to kind of like show off the house a little bit. I was mm-hmm. like, hmm. No. Couldn't
0: work with a 21-year-old. It's not going to work with you. you Got to know your audience, that's for sure.
1: Exactly, yeah. What's,
0: what's one more, and then we'll wrap up, one more yeah. story that you have from online dating? I'm curious.
1: So I actually posted this on my TikTok because I do edit someone because it was so funny. I matched with this guy that I had real friends in common with. He's a talent manager, like very successful in LA, really handsome, like seemed to have it all together. He asked me to dinner in my neighborhood. He's like, I'll come to you. And I was like, oh, that's, that's polite of you. Okay, great. I meet him for dinner. I sit down and he immediately starts talking about my appearance for instead of saying you look really nice, which I think if a guy ignores your appearance, that's kind of like I made an effort to look nice. So like, like I would say to a guy, I would say, I like your shirt. Or I I always like to compliment a guy's appearance too. So this guy is just going way too into talking about my appearance. And I'm sitting there and I'm kind of like, okay, thank you. And then we get our drinks and he says, "Um, do you know what I did today? And I was like, what? And he's like, I went house hunting because I'm thinking of moving into a bigger house. I said, oh, that's nice. He starts showing me photos of all the houses he's looking at. And he's like, what size house do you think I should get? And I'm like, I don't know. I just met you. Then he said, you have great genes for breeding.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah, he's like, you have excellent genes for breeding. How many kids do you want? This Super guy cringe. was maybe like early 40s. Like it had clearly had great genetics, but still I was like, uh. <laughs> so I said, um, I said, I don't know. I was so turned off that after that, he was like, I can't wait to go out again. And I said, I think it's best if we don't. A month later, I went to a birthday party, and he was there. And he was so uncomfortable that he left. <laughs> this guy was like serious about buying a house to fill it with children. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was that, like, what uh, am I, a science experiment?
0: <laughs> w- way to take the, uh, the romance out of I mean, it. Right I know, and I
1: love it. humor. I love like laughing with someone. And this took all the fun out of the date. It made it all so serious and cringeworthy, you know?
0: Funny how one line can just do that.
1: Well I love you for giving great advice because I support what you're doing.
0: Thank you. Thank you. This was a great conversation and I really appreciated having with you and Thanks. I appreciate how honest you were and uh yeah, we we really got into some good stuff. Where can can guys find you if they want to? <laughs> follow you and kind of see what you're up to.
1: I'm at, um, holistic chef, Nikki. That's Nikki with one K. Um, that's my Instagram, my TikTok, my YouTube, and I'll be launching my podcast cooking show very soon.
0: Cool. Yeah. If you guys are interested to hear more about some amazing cooking, I check have really
1: guests on my show that people will love to see. Really? Like who I interviewed a life coach yesterday. I had an NFL player. I've had fitness professionals. Uh, today I have an interview with this like water brand. So it's a a mix of different, interesting people because I've never wanted to have a show that's all about me. I've always wanted to be about me like Mm -hmm. sharing someone else's, you know, success.
0: Yeah, well, next maybe you'll have on Trip Kramer, International Dating. Yes, whenever you're in
1: LA, I would love to have you on.
0: Oh, it's only in person.
1: Yeah, because it's in my kitchen.
0: Oh, so oh got it. we figure
1: out something, but um, then... And you're, you're, and you're, and you're,
0: and you're cooking, cooking with that.
1: them. If they are comfortable in the kitchen, yes. We do a sit-down interview, and then we go into the kitchen and we cook together. That'd be awesome. The invitation's there for you. Awesome. Well, so, cool. Well, so nice to finally meet you.
0: Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Nice to chat with you. Thank Guys, you. check her out. We'll put We'll put links to her social in the uh, show notes per usual. And uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch. Thanks for coming on.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too.